Hi, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about the best practices in ethics and compliance that helped global consulting firm WSP earn the Compliance Leader Verification Recognition. I'm your host, Bill Coffin, and this is The Ethicast. Earlier this year, Ethisphere granted the Compliance Leader Verification to WSP for a second time in recognition of its exceptional ethics and compliance program. Based in Montreal, Quebec, WSP is one of the world's largest professional services firms, providing strategic advisory, engineering, and design services to clients seeking sustainable solutions in the transportation, infrastructure, environment, building, energy, water, and mining sectors. The Compliance Leader Verification Assessment involves a rigorous review of an ethics and compliance program and corporate culture. Ethisphere developed the CLV criteria and methodology over several years with the input of many experts to define best practices related to governance, culture, ethics and compliance programs, and corporate social responsibility. Ethisphere evaluated WSP's corporate ethics and compliance program and initiatives, employee knowledge of compliance and the company's culture of ethics, management's perception of compliance and risk, and prioritized ethics and compliance risks specific to WSP Global. With us today to discuss some of the best practices that earn WSP its CLV recognition are Marie-Claude Dumas and Juliana Fox. Marie-Claude is President and Chief Executive Officer of WSP in Canada, one of WSP's largest regions. She is also WSP's Global Executive Sponsor for Health, Safety, Environment, and Quality. A member of the Order of Engineers of Quebec, Marie-Claude has an extensive track record as a global engineering and consulting executive. Juliana is WSP's Chief Ethics and Compliance Officer. She is a legal and regulatory compliance expert who oversees WSP's global compliance and ethics program and provides strategic advice on matters of business ethics. Marie-Claude and Juliana, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Glad to be here. Congratulations on receiving your latest compliance leader verification. My first question is for you both. What does this recognition of an exceptional ethics and compliance program mean to your organization? Juliana, would you care to begin? Yeah, and uh, thank you for recognizing the achievement, Bill. Receiving the compliance leader certification is important on so many levels. It, first, it's important for our employees from our engineers, consultants, to our leadership, to our support function. It really helps reinforce leadership's tone to that supports a strong ethics and compliance culture. Um, it's also really important to our board and stakeholders to have the comfort that an independent third party came in and verified the quality of our ethics and compliance program. And finally, but probably one of the most important aspects for me is that it's really important for our ethics and compliance team who work day in and day out to uh, support and implement a strong culture of business integrity. Molly Cloud, is there anything you'd like to add? Yes, um, this recognition highlights that our ethics and compliance commitments are really embedded in our business operations. And that's, that's really important. Uh, our leaders are properly trained and aware of our standards and policies. Our employees understand what is expected of them. Our employees are, are also comfortable to speak up 
and to ask for guidance um, in a complex or more difficult situation. And, and that is extremely important for us. Juliana, the CLV reflects a very high degree of excellence, and we all know that doesn't just happen overnight. So can you talk about how your ethics and compliance program really went on kind of a maturity journey and how you've elevated it to the level it's at now? Sure, Bill. Um, you know, it, it's been a journey that has evolved significantly over the past five years. We really wanted to make sure that our ethics and compliance program wasn't a check the box paper based program, but rather something that was truly embedded into our corporate culture. And to do that, we needed to make sure that we adopted a new perspective on our ethics and compliance program to turn it into a core business function. Traditionally, programs linked to ethics and compliance are seen as a control function that have limited interaction with the business. And we really didn't want that for WSP. We wanted it to be much more than a back-end control function. So what we did is we created space for employees to have risk-based discussions related to ethics and compliance. And that was really important for us to create that space for employees to be able to consult directly with the ethics and compliance team and have the ethics and compliance team talk directly to employees as well as leadership. And finally, we, we made sure we had the right people in place. Ethics and compliance officers, I like to say that they're a unique breed. They need to operate at the executive level while staying very closely connected to the front line. And so once we had the right people in place, business embraced the function and, and it grew. So really that helped us evolve our program into something that we see today as, as truly embedded into our corporate culture. Marie-Claude, as CEO for WSP in Canada, which is one of the largest regions for the entire global operation, can you let us know what you do to support a strong culture of ethics and compliance in, in your organization? Um, yes, Bill. I think it, it really does start with tone at the top. For me, ethics and compliance is part of what we do. I'm going to repeat what Juliana said. It's not about checking the box or saying, okay, people have done the training, bang, we're done, we've checked our box. No, it needs to be really embedded in everything we do. And I, I often compare ethics and compliance to health and safety in, in our industry. Like those values are non-negotiable. We will never compromise on ethics and compliance. Um, and it's about having the ethics and compliance teams visible so that people know um, how to reach them, how to go, because at first it's, it's not that easy and that simple. It's not like a recipe that you just need to follow very precisely. It's about having judgment in a gray zone. So for that, we need our team. So our teams are with the, the leadership and the management of WSB Canada and our ethics and compliance leader is very visible to all employees because we wanna make sure that we, we understand our policies, our standards, that we do our training. We wanna make sure that we have a speak up culture, but speaking up, and, and making sure that employees feel safe and that there will be no retaliation. That's also very important. And it's also about being proactive, a bit the same way again with safety. Safety, you can look back at the incidents 
that happened. So the number of reports in ethics, you know, we look back what happened in the past, but also to be proactive. What can we change in our own way of doing business or sometimes in our procedures so that we improve and we learn from that? So it's also about having um, our ethics and compliance officers and, and teams are really true business partners to help us in our journey to improve and have this at the center of everything we do. Juliana, the Ethisphere Review Team was really impressed by your tailored compliance program structure, uh, the way you optimize your risk management and audit processes, and how you engage stakeholders to support your culture of ethics. So can you share some details on all those important efforts? You know, at WSP, um, it's really important to have a tailored approach. Um, we run a global program, but there are regional and local realities and different types of risks that at the regional and local level have to be addressed in a unique way. Um, for instance, you talk about speak up culture, which is something we've really been pushing over the past few years. To get a speak up culture, um, and what is a healthy speak up culture is not the same in the US or Canada as for example, Asia or Latin America. So it's really about tailoring those KPIs and making sure that the program fits for each region. In terms of stakeholders, we wouldn't be here without our stakeholder collaboration. Collaboration with internal audit um, is key uh, because we're able to see how our program is living on the ground through, um, through the audits that they undertake and integrating ethics and compliance controls within project audits has become something that's very important for us to follow and monitor. So that was a very key relationship to develop. The same thing with HR and communications. Uh, again, two functions that are core to our culture. It was really important to get in involved with those teams and make sure that the message is effectively communicated across the organization. And finally, the key stakeholders that are critical are people like Marie-Claude, our regional CEOs, our business line leaders, because it really is important to get them to champion the program. In fact, it's critical to get them to champion the program, not just from a tone at the top perspective, but to get people to want to meet KPIs, not just need to meet KPIs, but to want to meet KPIs because there's a reason behind why we are monitoring things, for example, like speak up ratios. So that's that's really how um, we've managed to, um, to gain traction with stakeholders is by partnering with them, talking to them, making sure it's on the agenda of executive level meetings and the global leadership team meetings in order to move forward together to implement that culture. Monique Claude, it's so exciting and so encouraging to see a senior leader such as yourself lending such forthright support to the program. So I'd be curious to know, what do you consider to be key indications that the ethics and compliance program is effectively embedded throughout operations? It's really important to empower our ethics and compliance teams, right? And, and to have the business reach out to them from, we're a project company, right? We do all kinds of projects. So to have the business reach out to our ENC teams right from the go, no go stage to third-party vetting all the way to the end of the project. If we want to establish a partnership 
um, with a, a different entity, you know, are we, do we have the right, um, you know, conflict of interest procedures to make sure that we do this fine? So do, do it in a proactive manner versus after the fact. So I think that's, that's one really good indication. Of course, we have, like Juliana said, we have the, our speak up ratio. So our reports are increasing in Canada. Uh, we still have room to improve, but they've been increasing steadily for the past three years. So that's a good sign. Our employee survey shows, tells us that our employees are comfortable to speak up. So that's, that's the start, right? We first need to have that speak up culture. And then we also have metrics like compliance to training. So close to 100% of our employees did the training. But we don't just do the training. We actually have ethics and, and compliance moments to discuss or case studies to discuss during management meetings or project meetings, real examples so that employees and leaders can relate in these gray situation. Oh, you know, this actually happened in Canada. It's not a, a random theoretical example. It's true. So I think that those are all elements that show us that the, the culture is, is there. As a leader, um, I use every occasion that I can. I think every time I speak to employees, I speak about safety and ethics and compliance all the time. I always say these are two values we will never compromise on. And, and it's true. So I think it's about living it and leading by example. Juliana, how would you describe the mission, vision, and values of your organization's ethics and compliance program? The mission, vision, and values was something that we've had in place for a few years now, and it really aligned with what our brand stands for. Um, placing ethics at the center of what we do is one of our brand's core principles, and we've really embraced that as an ethics and compliance team uh, to become our mission. Um, so that is our mission, um, our vision, and we've, you know, this is something that we've really worked hard towards, is again, not to be perceived as a controls function. Part of our function is to implement controls and monitor, um, monitor controls and make sure they're complied with. But another part of our function is strategic advisor and core business function. And it's really to make sure that the business sees us as that business partner and involves us in discussions up front that we were really able to make sure that the ethics and compliance message was considered throughout our operations. So that is really our vision is to be a core business function, a core business partner to our operations. And finally, in terms of values for ethics and compliance programs are usually centered on business integrity, uh, you know, respect, uh, transparency, and those are certainly ones that we embrace here at WSP, um, in addition to uh, our very strong focus on speaking up and on safety. Feeling safe in the workplace and safe to speak up is a key value that we are um, embracing at WSP. And of course, that um, the flip side of that is to have a very strong anti-retaliation policy in place. Um, those are the values we have adopted within our ethics and compliance program to really make sure that it lives and breathes throughout the organization. Juliana, my last question to you is, what is the takeaway 
from your own compliance leader verification process that you would like to share with other ethics and compliance professionals? You know, there is no one size fits all ethics and compliance program, and that's really important to recognize. Um, so it's really hard when you're running an ethics and compliance program to gauge the maturity level because you can't just look um, to what another company is doing and compare. Uh, having Ethisphere come in, yes, it's a lot of work, but it's completely worth it because you're able to assess the maturity of your program. You're able to identify um, areas of strength and areas uh, that improvements may be needed and really tailor your strategy and your upcoming initiatives based on that Ethisphere report. From my perspective, it's, a, it's an exercise that, that's necessary to have an independent third party come in and make that assessment for you so that you can be clear-sighted on which initiatives to focus on in the, in the near future and long term. So for WSP, and I would assume for other organizations as well, these evaluations are really a key part of our journey to continuously improve the program. Well, Marie-Claude and Juliana, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your best practices at WSP. And once again, congratulations on your CLV recognition. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. To learn more about WSP's ethics and compliance program, visit wsp.com and hit the Who We Are tab. From there, click on Corporate Responsibility. To learn more about the Compliance Leader Verification recognition, please visit ethisphere.com slash solutions. And for plenty of free thought leadership on ethical culture, compliance programs, and more, visit our resource center at ethisphere.com slash resources. I'm Bill Coffin, and this has been The Ethicast. For more episodes, please visit the Ethisphere YouTube channel at youtube.com slash ethisphere. And if this is your first time enjoying the show, please make sure to like and subscribe either on YouTube or on our podcasting platforms at Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon Music. Thanks so much for joining us. And until next time, remember, strong ethics is good business.